Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 244 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this show is uploaded as a podcast, which reminds me, big shout out to Toph Morris, who continues to be a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm, which directly supports the podcast. So thank you very much, good sir, for that. And of course, shout out to all of the members on the YouTube channel, all of the Patreon and Subscribestar members as well who help keep the channel afloat. It really does mean a lot. And also, for the second night in a row, greetings to the Odyssey fam. Yes, indeed. I have found a way to be able to stream QuadStream to YouTube, to Periscope on Twitter, to DLive, and now to Odyssey. Still, a few hiccups to fix, and I, I talked to the Odyssey fam before the stream went live because of the way I have it set up. Uh, again, there's this thing with the audio where they can hear me before the stream. It's the best way for me to be able to have the intro go as smoothly as possible. But anyway, shout out to anyone who is watching over on Odyssey tonight. And if you in the future want to watch on Odyssey, it is now a uh, viable platform for you to be able to watch streams on for as long as the streaming is working. Last night, we did the Raven Awards. Or rather, sorry, two nights ago on Sunday, we did the Wednesday Raven Awards. It was a great success. And the people who were there, for the most part, had very little issue other than just slight delay in the uh, video and the voice, which can't be fixed at the moment as far as just my own technological mind being able to figure that out. But anyway, hello to the DLive fam, to the Odyssey fam, and of course, to the YouTube fam as well. And speaking of which, let's say hello to some peeps before we talk about how the Oscars ratings have plummeted 60%. Yes, 60% to an all-time low number pretty abysmal numbers. I did a video breakdown of those numbers just a few hours ago on the main channel. But anyway, over on DLive, we've got Phonemo and Captain Dean Heiss. Hail to both of you. Over on YouTube, we got Laura. It's a short story. How's it going? She was here early, and she said, three waiting. Who are my hardcore peeps? Yes, indeed. Thank you, Laura, for being here. Orange Eye Reviews, what's going on, good sir? He is a member on the channel. We got Sona Poopus Cuber, who says, Hello, humans and other quitters. How is it going for you, Snorta Poopus? Glad to have you here. The Wake Down in the chat as well. Slicer Neons. We got Tina B in the chat. What's going on, Tina B, Empress of the Universe? Always glad to see you here as well. We also have Mossberg. What's going on, Mossberg? Welcome to the chat. He was here at 6.50 and said, Hey, Odin, saw Demon Slayer this weekend, and it was so refreshing to see a film with plot, humor, heart, and heroes. Can't wait for Japanese cinema to take over Hollywood. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned that in a box office breakdown video I did for the Geeks and Gamers channel. Uh, it's either live now or will be live at some point today or tomorrow. Demon Slayer in its American, or rather domestic, opening weekend, almost beat Mortal Kombat. And that's with Mortal Kombat actually doing better than what the projections had for it. 
So Demon Slayer is indeed, as you say, it's taking over the world. It's already set a record in Japan as the highest grossing Japanese film, beating a film known as Spirited Away, which for those that don't know that movie, it is huge in uh, Japanese culture. Again, it's just a very, very big name when you talk about Japanese films and the greatest Japanese films of all time. So this film, Demon Slayer, has already beaten that movie in Japan, and it almost got the number one spot in the U.S. box office as well, which is definitely uh, very impressive. Now, I probably won't end up ever seeing the movie because I feel like I would need to have seen the previous anime series and or potentially have read the manga to understand it, because I believe it's a continuation of the story, which is one of the reasons why it did so well, was because it tapped into a huge fan base, pre-established fan base, and was able to get them to turn out in droves. But anyway, yes, I I know exactly um, how well that movie has done, uh, internationally and especially opening weekend here domestically as well. All right, we got ZK Man. What's going on, ZK Man? We missed you on Sunday. Missed you for the uh, missed you for the chosen of Valhalla live stream. He says, "Hey, how's it going? Hope everyone's having a great day. Hope you are having a great day." And then says, "Just a reminder that you are all awesome. Yes, indeed, every member of the Asgardian family is truly awesome and amazing." We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. He is the chaplain of the channel, says, hail to the chat, not on long tonight. Well, Father, that is nothing new. You are usually here for a little bit. You disappear, and then you usually come back right at the very end of the stream. Golden Ration, what's going on? I saw saw that you uh, tagged in here. What's going on? Hope you are doing well. Um, Who else is here? We got Rosie G12. What's going on at 657? Saying, hail Odin and chat. Hail to you. The new number two, also known as Dean Heiss, who is also over on DLive, jumping over on YouTube to say hello and greetings to the people. Matthew Highland here, GMonkey76 in the chat. Thirsteenth Warrior, who's a member, says good evening, everyone. Good evening to you. We got Bryant Barth in here as well. Uh, James Dashier, what's going on? Kevin Street, hail to you. Queen Elizabeth, what's going on? Uh, Bryant, as far as Anthony Hopkins is, Hopkins is concerned, I don't really care about the Oscars, but I will say I think the fact that they structured their entire ceremony to end with Best Actor instead of Best Movie, because they all, I honestly think all of them assumed that Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor posthumously, and then they could have this huge moment and, and make a... A political statement about it because apparently the show was filled with a lot of like anti-police rhetoric and talks of, of, of racism and things like that, which is really not surprising because that's kind of been the theme for the last year and a half or so of what's been going on in the public sphere. And the Oscars always do that. They always take whatever the current political trends are and then they just shove it down everyone's throats. But it didn't happen. Their plan didn't actually unfold the way they thought. And instead of Chadwick Boseman winning it, it was Anthony Hopkins, who I think is a great actor, and he's one of the few honest actors. He himself said, why should you care about what I or any other actor says? Actors are stupid. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, shout out to Anthony Hopkins. I wish that award you won actually meant something these days, but hey, you're still awesome. Uh, Pat S., who's a member. Hail to you, Pat S. Glad to have you here. Max 
P123ABC says, happy midnight. Yes, indeed. Uh, I know in the UK, it's always pretty late whenever we start these streams. But thank you for joining, even just for a little bit. It always means a lot for the UK brethren to show up in the chat. Anyway, let's go ahead and see who else is here. I already got the Pat S. shout out. Not Another Dime, who's also a member. Thank you very much for being so supportive. Uh, Tina B. always has a lot to say when it comes to the Oscars and it comes to uh, the nonsense that they like to push forward. ZK Man says, about to go view this on Odyssey and see what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's going to look basically the same with the only difference, as I said, being some audio-visual um, Audio visual not, not matching up completely. ZK Man over on Odyssey. So again, shout out to the four Odyssey fam right now. Says take a moment to come here and send love on Odyssey. Well, thank you very much, ZK Man, for showing up on Odyssey. Again, I think the stream's coming through pretty well for the <laughs> kind of the jerry rigging I had to do in order to get it to work. Uh, for anyone that knows anything about OBS, essentially I made my Streamlabs OBS into a virtual camera, which I then fed to my regular OBS, and it still allows me to stream from my Streamlabs OBS, which gets sent to Restream, which then gets sent to DLive, YouTube, Periscope, but then I also am able to click Live on regular OBS, and I send that directly to Odyssey. And because they're able to have the uh, virtual camera on at the same time as live streaming, I don't know how able how it's able to work, I guess you might have to, I guess it's because my, my my computer can handle it. I don't know, but it's it's kind of nice just to have a a way to get through because I know a lot of people has been excited about the Odyssey live streaming. And now that it's been available to everyone and they're introducing things like hyper chats and they're working on all the behind the scenes stuff, there's a lot of things to be excited about. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Kukaroos, what's going on? Says Hail Odin, and also Kevin Street ninety six says Yo, what is going on? Yeah, if we we start to have a big crowd go over to Odyssey, we'll have to find a way to be able to go through the chats because I don't know if there's the same feature where if you tag the channel who's hosting, if it shows up differently or if it you know highlights or anything like that. But anyway. Thank y'all DLive, or rather, sorry, thank you Odyssey fam for joining the experiment. Going now over to the DLive fam, we got Captain Dean Heiss, who has just sent the five ice cream donations. Thank you very much for those ice creams, Captain Dean Heiss. I know that you always enjoy the singing over there that you get when those ice creams are donated. Always appreciate it. Rosie G12 talking to Tina B. Rosie then says, 9 million more viewers than they deserve. Yeah, talking there about the actual ratings for the Oscars. It said that only around 9 to 10 million people actually watched the Oscars this past Sunday, which is over a 60% drop from the previous year, which had been around 24 million people or so, which at that time had been a record low. But with this year's 9 million or so, it is now the lowest rated Oscars in history. And I just love how the Access Shill Media is trying to defend it and explain it away. And how often have we heard this, right? This has been the number one excuse for sporting events, the number one excuse for pretty much anything, right? And it, it does work to an extent, 
it, it is justified to use this excuse to certain extents, but you can only ever take it so far. And the excuse has been, well, it's, co- it's because of COVID. It's because of lockdowns. It's because of the limited number of seats available. It's because people are afraid. That's been the excuse. The difference, of course, is that it doesn't really work as well with the Oscars because movies are accessible via streaming platforms typically before the Oscars take place. If not for free on places like Netflix and HBO Max, then at least able, at least available on regular VOD, right? Especially if the movie came out earlier in the year, where if someone honestly really is interested by the plot and wants to watch it, they totally can. All this really shows is that they have been able to isolate their audience so much that they are only left with people who don't really care about movies, who don't really care, for the most part, who don't really care about stories and narratives, but rather care more about political agendas and quotas, and that's why they're still tuning in, right? Basically, all this shows us is, okay, there's still around 9 million people or so, and again, obviously, it's not 100% of those 9 million, but around um, you know a huge portion of that group, I imagine, were tuning in for the woke identity politics, is most likely the case. But as you can see, in comparison to the 24 million and then the 40 million that they've had years prior, shows you the vast majority of the original Oscars audience didn't care about that. And the thing about this new audience that they're trying to go for and they're trying to build up, they don't care about movies in general. They don't care about rich people uh, you know, awarding themselves and patting themselves on the back. People are tired of it. People used to watch award shows to escape. People used to watch sports to escape. We used to just watch movies to escape. And luckily, thank the Lord, there are still movies out there that do come out that allow us to escape. I looked to more recently a movie like Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. A fantastic, solid movie. If you're a big fan of the John Wick universe, you'd be a fan of that movie. Again, a smaller budget, $16 million budget, was able to do well enough at the box office. It's only need to, it only needs to make a couple more million dollars to break even, and I think it's going to make some profit. It shows you that if Hollywood actually takes time to make a story, to make it awesome, to make it impressive, to be able to make it where people actually want to go see it and know that they're not going to get preached to, well then, hey, People might actually want to go watch that. But of course, the big story out of the Oscars was all about diversity. It was all about trying to push inclusivity. It was all about trying to show the support to the the, the rioters in the streets. No one wants to hear that. Because most people, most sensible people, don't support rioting. And I know one can argue saying, oh, we got to differentiate rioting from protesting. I understand that. But when you look at the billion, rather millions upon millions of maybe even in the billions of dollars of damage that's been done in a lot of these protests that have turned into riots, when you look at the 30 plus lives that were lost last summer alone, I mean, I'm sorry, but to try and act as if we should therefore promote and push forward these agendas, it makes total sense to me why the Oscars ratings have plummeted. Why the Oscars ratings really ask the question, are the Oscars even relevant anymore? 
I obviously have my answer to that question, and it's been my answer for, for years now. But now I think some people might start to be waking up to the fact that, hmm, it's not going well. It's not going well at all. Anyway, still over on YouTube, Snorta Poopa says, impressively lower numbers for the Oscars and well-deserved. Absolutely. I think I knew people knew it was going to be lower. I don't think they knew it was going to be that low. Definitely not that low, that's for sure. Thirsty Warrior says, did Regina King put on her marching boots after Anthony Hopkins won? Uh, I don't know about that because I haven't really seen any. The only clip from the Oscars that I've actually seen was I was watching the real BBC earlier. Shout out to Heels versus Babyface. Uh, shout out to Az and shout out to Nerdrotic, uh, to Gary, because they showed the clip of Francis McDormand screaming and, and howling rather like a wolf in honor of her friend. Which was which was quite interesting. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, she's a very interesting person in general, so I wasn't really that surprised when I saw it. Um, but from what I read in the article covering the lower numbers for the Oscars, Regina King apparently even noted that the numbers and the ratings would probably be lower because of what they were going to talk about. Basically, admitting that yeah, we're gonna lose people, and that's okay because. It's it's for the message, and the message is more important. And it's just like, no, no, that's not what the purpose of the Oscars is. If you want to have a show dedicated to that, go right ahead and create that show. Go ahead and create something new from scratch and say, this day, every year, we are going to commemorate people. We are going to commemorate specifically members of the Hollywood uh, you know, machine who have been promoting social justice, promoting films about social justice. You can create that event. But instead, what they've done, which is something that's very, very similar to what they've done with almost everything else, is they say, oh no, instead, we're going to infiltrate the NBA, we're going to infiltrate all of these different escapism locations, places that people, regular everyday people, not on Twitter, who they go to, places they go to to escape, we're going to take those places over, and then we're going to push politics. And then when the people start leaving, it's not going to be, oh, maybe we should change our, our, our tact, maybe we should change our stance, instead, no, it's your fault that you're leaving it's because of your white fragility that you're leaving. It's because of your privilege that you are leaving. It's ridiculous. Purely ridiculous. Pat S. says, now it's okay to talk about the Oscars. Yeah, seriously, Pat S. Now that we've done the more important Raven Awards, shout out again to Sonic the Hedgehog for winning Best Movie at our Raven Awards this year. Uh, Harvick says, the Falcon Winter Soldier pitch meeting is tight. Wow, 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 wow. If you haven't seen it, you ought to check it out. It's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. I caught all of those references. My wife and I love pitch meetings. GMonkey76 says, if we watch on Odyssey, do we get any perks? I've been watching all of your other videos over there. YouTube sucks. Well, I know the more you watch over on Odyssey, you gain uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, they have their own coin. It's the library token is what it's called. So as you watch stuff, you get rewards for watching. So you get like a daily reward for however much content you watched. If you uh, subscribe to a lot of channels, if you uh, if you upload videos, if you do a lot of things, basically if you go to your profile, 
If you go to the far right of the page itself and go to your profile image, there's a little a button that says uh, rewards. And if you click on that, it tells you ways that you can gain uh, more library tokens. And then you can use those tokens to, uh, to support streamers and things like that. All right, let us see. Going back over to Odyssey for a second, since I mentioned it. Uh, Kevin Street 96 says, I like Odyssey, but the convenience of YouTube still wins out for now. And yeah, absolutely. I, I totally understand uh, that and I totally understand that concept. Uh, let's see. Kukuru uh, uh, says, I'm trying to see if it highlights the channel. Christine. Uh, well, thank you very much for trying to do that. Dark Shadow Logan, what's going on? Uh, Kukuru's boom. That is how you do it. Yes. Yeah, so on Odyssey, on Odyssey right now, the main channel, because I my Odyssey account was originally my library account, which was made years ago before the channel name change. So right now it's at Odin's movie vlog. That absolutely, yes, let's do that because that actually pops up um, red for me. And I see that you said maybe this works. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll, we now that we know that, we can let people know that for the future as well. So Kukaroos, thank you very much for helping us uh, figure that out. And yes, I see that heart. Sending that heart back to you. By the way, if you're watching over on Odyssey, please light up that fire button. Um, it really does mean a lot. All right, back and catching up with the YouTube fam. Let's see what's going on over here. Damn walking 55 what is going on? Says, hope all is well with you, Odin, and your family. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's been a bit crazy. Had the day off, technically, um, because of, basically because of, uh, Having to follow the CDC guidelines with schools, as you all know, it, it's been a crapshoot all year with schools. We have to be at home for at-home learning for the next few days. So uh, today was our off day, catch-up day. So I was able to get a lot of my schoolwork done earlier and get the new schedule in because we got to do online classes uh, for the rest of this week going into Monday. And then we'll be back in person on Tuesday, which obviously is a bit of an inconvenience, especially... Uh, with the fact that we're very close to the end of the year, but we'll make do. You know, it is what it is. There are certain things that are out of our hands for the most part. So, uh, let's see. Slicer Neons, what's going on? Says Drunk 3PO just crossed the stream. Something about his dinner date with Waifu <laughs> Gina. Um, no, he will not be excommunicado because that was scheduled well in advance. And also, anything that he does that covers the Gina Carano um situation i think is is absolutely worthy of having a stream crossing because gina carano is bay uh she's awesome she's a supporter of free speech she's a supporter of freedom in general and she's a friend of drunk 3po and they went to dinner together and that's awesome so shout out to drunk 3po for doing that uh speaking of which seven minutes ago james donated a dollar via Streamlabs donation thank you very much james for doing that he says do you think films that get nominated for best picture now are films that nobody has seen the last film that i know of that won best picture that people saw was lord of the rings return of the king there are some years where nominations at the oscars definitely are, are movies of of at least a more mainstream uh type uh, films that people had seen before um, I think this year you could have, I don't even remember all the movies that got nominated at the Oscars this year. I just, I just didn't really care for them, but you know, you had movies like Mank, which I know a lot of people didn't see, but it was on Netflix. So there was more accessibility 
to a movie like that. And I know that there were a couple other films there, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's hit or miss every year. But what I can say is the vast majority of films the last several years that have won Best Picture are movies that most people have not seen and are usually dark and dour and, and human stories. Really nothing all that special as far as it being like a mainstream appeal movie. You know, having Nomadland win. I am a big fan of Nomadland. I thought Nomadland was one of the best movies of the year. It wasn't the best, in my opinion. I think The Gentleman was a better movie. It's still a good one, though. And you can actually, I believe, still watch Nomadland if you have Hulu. But, yeah, I I totally get that, though, James, where um, they typically do not nominate mainstream popular movies. And remember, it was only a couple years ago that they were planning to add another category. They were going to add another category to the Oscars called Best Popular Movie. And the mindset was going to be that's where all of the Marvel movies, all the Disney movies, all the big Warner Brothers DC projects, basically all the superhero big budget stuff, that's where they could get nominated. And the mindset was because then they didn't they would never have to acknowledge that sometimes there's movies that are big budget films that are actually the best movies of the year too. So they don't have to acknowledge that anymore if they have this category where they can just shove them all in. And then also too, it means in their minds, again, this is how they think, that what they'll be able to do with that is they're going to be able to uh, try and, and say, we now have all of these movies that everyone saw. Look, everybody, don't you want to see whether or not Transformers 10 wins an Oscar? Now, obviously, they've they've stopped making those for now, but that was their mindset is, oh, we have more popular movies. That means more people will watch. But as I said, the people who are typically going to watch the big budget, you know, Fast and Furious 9, someone made a joke saying next year they're going to nominate Fast 9 for an Oscar just to get more eyeballs on the screen. But that's not going to be enough because the, the people typically watching Fast 9 aren't typical Oscar viewers. They're typical normie audiences who just want to go be entertained for an hour and a half to two hours and shove popcorn down their mouths. They don't care about what a Hollywood celebrity has to say or or having a Hollywood celebrity winning an Oscar. Like, they don't care about that stuff. So that's the direction they might go next year. Or they'll try and get a, a young and hip host to try and get some eyeballs. That, I think, has a better chance of getting more people watching, but... Uh, They have a lot of things to change before anything uh, really changes for the better for them. Uh, Pat says, thoughts on an 82% pro-life Democrat getting elected to Congress from the New Orleans Baton Rouge area. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. We need more pro-life Democrats, Republicans, independents. I don't care what your party is. We just need more pro-life individuals in general. It's, It's crazy to think that this issue has not been put to bed. Crazy. Inflamed Wood, what's going on, good sir? He is a supporter of the channel. Always appreciate you being here. Rosie G12 says, I didn't know there was such a thing as a pro-life Democrat since Dan Lipinski was targeted and lost his seat in Congress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They do still exist, but in mainstream politics, they're very rare. Uh, A good example is uh, John Bell Edwards, who's the governor of Louisiana. I'm pretty sure he's he's pro-life. I know he's pro-gun. Um, and again, that's kind of one of the only ways you can get really elected in, in a southern, more red state 
as a Democrat is you have to be able to kind of hit these key, uh, you know, kitchen table issues like being pro-life. So they definitely exist. They're just not as common. Brian Barnes says, can't believe the Academy denied Chadwick the Oscar and they called us, uh, they called us uh, racist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, to me, the thing that makes it the worst is that they were totally prepping that to basically use the man's death to push a political message. And we know this as a fact, uh, as had a great rant earlier on The Real BBC, where he said, basically, this sham of an Oscars, and, and, and the sham that started from the very beginning, all throughout, right, based on the reports, all about being about racial equality and being anti-police and things like that. It was all meant to lead up to Chadwick Boseman, who had died tragic Again, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. That dude knew he was going through something, didn't reveal it until it became uh, too obvious to the point where it affected his work. He still worked through it. I'm going to say that man is a boss. Mad respect to Chadwick Boseman, who, who didn't seek sympathy from everybody who didn't make excuses and the fact that he just kept working with it and and, and kept it secret that to me is a sign of a strong person and so I'm, I'm always going to have a level of respect for him for that reason the issue though is that anyone the people rather who who were putting the academy uh together this year and getting the awards set up and getting you know when certain awards were going to come out they made the clear decision that best actor should be last. There's no reason, logically or historically, to have best actor be the last award you give. That's always best picture. It's 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 almost always, and again, I'm sure there's some historians who can correct me, but best picture is almost notoriously the, the, the last award to be given, right? It's the big kahuna of the awards. It's what is the best movie of the year. That's a pretty big category in general. But instead, they made it best actor. And the only reason why, and you don't need much of a brain to realize this, is that they firmly believe, the persons organizing it, that Chadwick Boseman was going to win, that they were going to have someone accept the award on his behalf, and that there was going to be some ending, powerful speech about racial justice and equality, and they wanted that to be the cap of the show, they wanted that to be in the newspapers, they wanted that to continue the narrative. Because that's all they care about. They don't care about equality. They don't care about actual justice. All they care about is the narrative because it's what gets them paid. It's what gets them the attention, and it's what gets them paid. It's what gets them the ratings. That's all they care about. Whether they're in Hollywood, whether they're in the media, that's it. That was what it was all for. So they essentially were trying to use the death of Chadwick Boseman, which is disgusting in and of itself that they would use a man's death to try and prop up an agenda. And it backfired in their face. And, and when you actually look to the reactions from social media and from the media, from the mainstream media, from the shill media, it was panic. It was freaking out. An old white man won the award, stole the award, they would say, from poor Chadwick Boseman, who's not alive to defend himself. All the while, they are defaming his legacy by trying to use him as a prop. Because that's what they were doing. They were using his life and his death as a prop. And that's disgusting. If that is not enough for you 
to say, yeah, why in the world would I care about the Oscars anymore? I, I don't know what would. I don't know what would convince you at that point. Snortapoopa says, Anthony Hopkins is usually good on his roles. I didn't see that particular movie, though, so I can't really comment on his performance. Yeah, it's a movie I've heard of for a while um, for specifically his performance in it, and I want to see it. I, I've heard The Father is the movie that he was in. Um, I, I've, I've heard that it is fantastic, and I, I cannot wait uh, to be able to watch it because it sounds like it's an amazing performance. Anyway, uh, the chat has jumped on me like it always does. Please, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button, please. Um, it looks like a few minutes was uh, were skipped, so some comments may have been skipped. It's around 7.15 in the chat uh, where the chat left off. Let me check over on the DLive fam. DLive fam looks like they are just hanging out, having a good time. Thank you all for the love and support. Let's see what's going on over on the Odyssey, Odyssey fan, thank y'all still for doing uh, and hanging out. See, Dark Shadow Logan says, I'm on both live streams checking both out. There just seems to be a slight delay on Odyssey from YouTube, but that is to be expected. Exactly. And as I said, the, the reason why is because um, the microphone is direct. The video feed is coming from the other OBS to this one. So that causes a slight delay. So I don't know exactly where to put the delay because I know that I can delay the voice so that way it actually comes out at the same time. But I don't know whether I need to go negative with that or positive with that or how much with it. Something I'll have to play around with because once I can get that figured out, it'll be, for the most part, uh, pretty seamless. And then if they're able to somehow get, like, uh, they have the virtual camera, they can get a virtual microphone or something or a way that I can get that thing working, uh, or at least to get the sound plugged in, that, then we'd be rocking and rolling for sure. What would be even better is if Restream uh, opened up their platform to Odyssey. But again, Odyssey is brand new to the game, so it might take a while for them to get that kind of integration because it is still a bit of a, a process. Uh, just my thoughts, says Odyssey needs a Roku app. Yeah, well, they're working on things. They've got a lot of big things in store, and I'm just glad to see that they have live streaming up as well. Uh, new number two is over there, and he says, I think I got this figured out. Yes, so if you tag my channel just like that, new number two, uh, that's the best way for me to see. And yes, for those hitting the fire to heat the stream, heat up that stream, absolutely. So yeah, if you look below the video, you'll see there's a little fire uh, icon. Make sure you light that fire button up. Show some love. Appreciate it. And then I think there's things like hyper chats now. So if you have any of that that free crypto that you get for watching streams and things like that, if you want to donate and give a hyper chat, feel free to do so. But of course you don't have to. I just appreciate the fire. All right. Now jump back over to YouTube at 715. The Wake Down says, random thought. I'd be interested in seeing a crossover between John Wick and Nobody, created by the same people. It wouldn't be a stretch to put them in the same universe. Well, The Wake Down, if you actually look into, I know the Wikipedia page for Nobody mentions this, the director of the movies already said there are discussions about having a crossover. So it very well could happen. And it would totally work as well. Stephanie B, what's going on, Stephanie B? Glad to have my other Valkyrie here tonight. Pat S. says, people 16 to 24 rate movies fifth for entertainment, 
video games and online interaction rate higher. Even episodic TV streaming rate in the top four. Forget that was a reference to. But anyway, thank you still for being here. Rusty Shackelford, glad, glad to have you here. Pindrop1984, what's going on? Just Joe 47 hail to you. Thursday Warrior says, at least the Oscars were mostly peaceful, except for rounding up all the homeless folks and escorting them from the premises and the environment. Yeah, I remember hearing that story. Apparently, in order for them to have their completely necessary Oscars, Remember when we go back in time and we remember the language of are you deemed to be uh, essential workers? Are you deemed to have an essential occupation? And Hollywood got a lot of leeway with that and got a lot of the perks of being considered to be essential. Yeah, apparently the homeless people, who many of whom are likely uh, uh, drug addicts, Likely people who have been abandoned by their family, either from uh, their own fault or some external fault. Um, also, a lot of veterans tend to be homeless, too. Yeah, you know, those people, they're not essential. They need to be rounded up and pushed away and put out and, you know, put to another neighborhood somewhere. So that way they don't bother the rich elites. Those same rich elites who are talking about inequality. The same ones who are trying to preach about social justice. If you want real social justice, you know what they would do? They would have invited them in. They would have said, do you want a, do you want a nice home-cooked meal? Or at least, would you like a nice meal that, that's being given to you for free? Would you like a catered meal is the word I was really looking for. You may have never had a catered meal in your life. Do you want one? Let's provide. Let's put our money where our mouth is. But of course, they don't. They never do. And even when they do put their money where their mouth is, it's usually for show and doesn't actually do anything. It's like, ooh, I went to the steps of the Supreme Court in America in a free country and I gave my opinion. Ooh, good for you. There's no risk in that. That's, that's not brave. Now, it would be brave if you flew over to another country overseas. If you flew over, over to another country, go, go over to Iran. And, and, and talk about social justice, talk about religious freedom, talk about all the things you want over there, and see what happens. That, to me, would be the sign of a true brave person. But they wouldn't do that. They would rather pontificate from the safety of American soil with their paid bodyguards around them, all the while they try and strip basic humans of their right to defend themselves and also to destroy police departments, so that way, if you don't have a weapon to defend yourself, or if things are in a hairy enough position where you need an extra bit of help and you need police presence, that's now becoming a lot more difficult. But again, these loud mouthpieces in Hollywood, they don't care. They don't care one bit. And that's why Ricky Gervais, years ago now at this point, when he gave that speech at the Golden Globes, when he said, y'all need to shut up. Y'all have no idea what real life is like. Y'all have no idea what you're talking about. So just take your award and shut your darn mouth. That's obviously the clean way of, of what he said. But seriously, it's ridiculous. Snortapoopa says, A human howling like a wolf is cultural appropriation. That's for sure. Super Anime Gamer says, Hey, what is up, my dude? What's going on? 
Christine B. Fernandez, welcome to the chat. Pindrop1984, welcome back. Mex ASC, dude, it's been a while, says, of course the Oscars are no longer relevant. The cake is a lie. There are only cookies. These are facts. Glad to have you back. Good sir. Patass says, sorry, but that in memoriam was disrespectful. I didn't even watch that. Sometimes, at the very least, I'll, after the fact, look for it just to pay respects to to some people that we all, oftentimes forget um, were lost over a year. But I remember it was the year, I think it was Jack Klugman, I believe, who was left out. Like, there were some big names left out. And it was like, ah, uh, so ridiculous. Anyway. All right, who else we got here over on the YouTubes? Uh, Just Joe 47 I don't know if I shouted you out or not. Uh, Hardwick, why are you still up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? We're talking about the Oscars ratings plummeting in the box office, man. Lord almighty. We're not talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier tonight, man. Uh, I agree, though. The first scene in the first episode is fantastic. It started off strong. But it, yeah. Kara Tharp says, It was sometimes hard to watch the NHL last season because of the BLM nonsense. And that was the one sport, Kara, that I, I thought for sure wouldn't fall into it. But somehow, some way, hockey did. Uh, Thursday Warrior says, The SEC has initiated proceeding against Library. Are they are the tokens Odyssey uses? Um, yes. And that's why if you ever go to Odyssey, they uh, typically will give a warning, like, hey, help protect. And I think they're trying to get people to, like, sign a petition or trying to get people to to show them support. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't see the 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 uh, the problem there, to be perfectly honest. So, anyway. All righty here. So, Dark Shadow Logan. There we go. I think that's what the hyper chat is. Boom. Hyper chat from Dark Shadow Logan. Thank you very much, good sir, for the hyper chat. He says, I already did a tip, but I will try the super chat out here. Hi, Odin. Hope all good things come to you and your family. Many thanks to you, Gary, as comics and so on, for all the great, honest content. Well, thank you very much, good sir. Yeah, I think if you just randomly, if you just tip, I don't think it shows up completely. I'm going to go back. Yeah, nothing showed up in the chat for me. So it looks like you do have to go through, I guess that's the the hyper chat option. Um, but yeah, thank you for testing out the hyper chat option. And I did see the message. Boom. There you go, man. Thank you very much. Dark Shadow Logan, legend, good sir. And thank you also for shouting out those other amazing content creators. Gary, of course, as Comics Division as well. And of course, we got to shout out people like RK Outpost, Ryan, Geeks and Gamers, uh, Midnight's Edge, After Dark, Tom, uh, every person, everybody. Again, it's great family over there. All right, back over to the YouTube's Orange Hat Reviews says here, Odin's thoughts on Temple's comments about... I, I actually, so, yeah, I have not seen his comments. I saw his initial comments on, on the Winter Soldier, and I understand from a point where he's coming from, but I think he's he ignores key other parts of the show that prove that that's not the case. So, and I'll, I'll give you a clear example. When you have Bucky essentially apologizing for being white, 
you, you can't defend that. I'm sorry, you can't defend that. The Wakedown says, holy expletive, that's how Odyssey works. So they pay you for watching. What if you're a content creator? Uh, so they pay you for watching, uh, again, as a reward system in order to, to gain your own crypto. Then you can, of course, buy their crypto as well, and then you can donate that crypto uh, to content creators as well. For me, um, I think I get a small uh, a small little uh, token, like a part of a token for every viewer I have over on a stream. I've only done the one stream so far, and so based on what I saw, it looked like that for every viewer I had, um, they just automatically credited, credited me um, a small amount of token. And then, of course, if people donate tokens during the stream or give hyperchats during the stream, that, that's also another way. The cool thing about Odyssey is that they don't take a cut of it. They don't take anything. YouTube takes 30%. Uh, Tiger Stripes, I saw this mention about Odyssey. So Odyssey is an app. It is also a desktop. Like you can go to it on a browser. It, it is essentially YouTube, but it's an alt tech version of YouTube. It, it still has obviously some ways to go. It is a different format, but it's not an app as it were in, in any unique sense. It's similar to how you were to go to YouTube and make an account and search for videos, things like that. It has the same type of functionality over there. So, see, Alice McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? Sorry, can't stay. Just got the new house about an hour ago, and that truck ride was death on my back. Hashtag Alex Sleep. Well, dude, uh, congratulations on getting to the new house, and, and welcome to the land of the free down in Texas, and uh, thank you still for stopping by. Soul Assassin says, did you hear about the reading rainbow dude saying cancel culture doesn't exist? Yeah, I saw that clip making the rounds just the other day. So um, I, I, I don't know. the. Again, I always like to know the full context of what was being said. But it, it just sounds like someone in Hollywood or, or someone. I think he was on The View, too. So maybe he felt compelled to make the arguments because of who he was around. But in the end, yeah, to try and argue that cancel culture doesn't exist or to rename it something else is just ridiculous. Um, uh, Hardwick, again, uh, we're not... <laughs> I don't usually like to skip members' comments, but it's that's not... We're not talking about that show tonight. So... <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, Pat S says, Odin treats platform apps like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Not exactly, because now there's a move. Geeks and Gamers is trying to move over to, um, oh, what's it called? Locals. And I initially looked into Locals, and I, I decided against it because my Patreon members are happy on Patreon. People who don't want to do that have Subscribestar, which, again, has its faults, but it's still something. It's an alternative, and... The people who are on there have been on there for a while, so I figure that that, for the most part, has worked for them. T to throw in locals would, would just be another thing to add, and that also would, would drive me crazier as well. Uh, it just it would be a little bit too much for me to handle. I'm amazed that I'm able to handle the, uh, <laughs> the four streams at once, the four comment sections at once. Uh, Rosie G12 says Odin was nomad land depressing. See, that's the thing is that some people are kind of wording it in the way 
I wouldn't say it's depressing. I would just say it's not a happy-go-lucky adventure movie. It's a it's a very real human story about a character living life and you know finding beauty in life, but also of course living life and all the things that come with it. So I would say that it is not basically it's not a complete depressor. Like it's not a complete depressing movie, but it's also it's definitely not one of those, oh, you feel really good by the end of it either. If I had to compare it to something, I would say it could be similar to movies like Leave No Trace, uh, Winter's Bone. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, uh, well, Chloe, Chloe Zhao, who directed this one, also did a movie called The Rider, which I, I think was similar to. So it's just a human story, and so it's not an exciting movie. That's the big thing. It's not an exciting movie. It's not an action movie. It's not a riveting comedy. It's not a quirky comedy or quirky black comedy. It's just a human story. And so I guess some people view that as being more depressing. But for me, I'm like, I liked it. Because I, I appreciate good writing. I appreciate good good acting. I appreciate those those technical elements, and I just think that there's a, a lot of sequences and shots and and moments in the movie that are that are beautiful. So I, I I'm a big fan of it personally. Uh, Snort of Poopus says Oscar nominations have become pretty good guides to which movies are not worth seeing. Uh, in a in a certain way, yes, yeah, absolutely, but not always. There's some good again. Mank was nominated, I believe. Mank I thought was solid. Mank would be in that same category as as Nomadland as well, where it's not the the sexiest movie, and by that I don't I don't mean you know sexy by the way that most people understand it, but it's just not the most exciting of films. But it's well done, it's just well made, and I like movies like that. I, I find comfort in movies like that. Uh, Pat S says best woke movies, so movies. Wait, what? Hardwick says, did you hear about the Gina Carano's Running Wild with Bear Grylls episode is going to get released after all? Yes, indeed, I did. That is awesome. Matthew Hyland says, thoughts on the foreign film with Mads Mikkelsen being made into an English film with Leonardo DiCaprio? I think Mads should get the English version too. That makes no sense, Matthew. The film already exists. I believe that film won Best Foreign Language Feature. Because I just remember so many people talking about it, even even pre-Oscars. And Mads Mikkelsen can speak English. That doesn't make any sense to me. But also, why remake it? That's also, no. Just, ah, it's, that's, that's just... Uh, Thursday Warrior says, We should pursue packing the Oscar votes with farmers, blue-collar workers, restaurant workers, etc. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with those people getting picked up in uh in Hollywood on their first day on the job as an extra they're they're discovered to be a a libertarian or a conservative and then all of a sudden it's just gonna be like oh you don't get calls anymore Evan asks what's going on Pat says John Bell is 100% pro-life and second amendment yep I thought so I wasn't quite sure uh super says uh super don't do these part ones and part twos man he says yeah the most popular award film was so dumb on the film side, anyway, to make it work, the Academy needs to acknowledge mainstream films of artistic merit. Yeah, it just doesn't work also because 
then there's a potential that there's crossover and then how do you kind of make amends for that i don't know it just to me it's a bit it's a bit too messy it's a bit too messy for them to do it that way i think uh, Sasha Neon says, activists, celebs, and politicians have made it trendy to use the coffins of African-American men as soapboxes, podiums, or pulpits. It's sad. And it's not even just that. The death of anyone who they deem to be an oppressed class. Anyone they deem to be a part of an oppressed class. They will use the deaths of people to push forth their own political careers. And it's disgusting. It is completely disgusting. Robert Moobly, what's going on? Good, sir. Mech says, best picture is a misnomer. Yeah, seriously. Um, because there's so many other great films that don't even get nominated because they're not a part of the Oscar bait club. Nathan Slay says, the Oscars have gone woke. They have lost ratings and they continue to go broke. Yeah, and they have no plans on changing. And that's the big takeaway from all of this. Will they change? Will they try and get things right? No. Because remember, the, the rules that they've implemented, the rules for the future award shows where only to even get nominated for Best Picture at least, you have to have certain diversity criteria met. So basically what they've decided to do was they, they decided to take affirmative action and, and essentially have that or at least part of affirmative action put into movies being chosen. no. What happened to movies being chosen based on the content of the movie? Reminds me a little bit of the why aren't we judged based on the content of our character and not the color of our skin? Why was an entire award show changed in structure to have best actor be given at the end under the appearance and expectation that it would go to someone and it would go to someone they wanted it to go to purely because of the color of their skin. Again, these are questions that we need to ask. Andrew Hayes. I wasn't even aware the Oscars happened this weekend until after the fact. A lot of people weren't. There were so many people this year who mentioned either in chats, in comments, in just regular conversations in school. Um, you know, There were other teachers that were talking. They were like, I didn't even know and realize that the Oscars were going on. And yeah, you're right. A lot of people didn't know. I only knew because that's when the Raven Awards were, because it's a boycott of the Oscars. Uh, Rick Hunter, welcome to the channel. Pat S says, nothing like using a dead guy to make your point. Stay classy, Hollywood. Yeah, seriously. And it's not the first time that they've done it. They, they constantly will use anything and everything to make a political point. All right, so the chat has jumped on me like it always does to around 7.32 in the chat. All right, 7.32 in the chat, so some comments may have been skipped, but if you left at any point, please do not repost. Um, I uh, would appreciate that. Uh, Kevin Street 96 thank you very much for uh, continuing to watch over on Odyssey. And to the eight people watching on Odyssey, thank you again for the support. If you have a comment or question over on Odyssey, Please just tag the channel, which over there is at Odin's movie blog. Uh, probably will try and create one that will allow it to be seen as Odin question or OMB reviews. That way it's it's not as confusing. Uh, but anyway, beginning of your comment at Odin's movie blog, and then um, it'll highlight for me and I'll be able to get your comment. Or if you can, hyper chat, if you have any extra 
library tokens or anything like that, and you want to hyper chat, that also, if you attach a message to it, um, is another way uh, that I can see it over there. So again, thank you to the Odyssey fam for watching over there. All right, now to the DLive fam. Again, giving love to all of my peeps tonight. Can you feel the love tonight? What's going on? Let's see. Daniel Thorne says, give it a few years and the Raven Awards will have more viewers than the Oscars. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, we're a small channel here and I feel like we, we've definitely reached, we've reached a peak point and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the amount of effort I would need to put in to really push the channel to further growth is, is time and energy I don't have. So I'm happy. I'm happy where we are. Um, I'm happy when I'm able to get videos out. Um, do plan to see more videos over on uh, places like Park Hoppin' because I am still a part of the Geeks and Gamers team. And I was able to talk to Jeremy today because I feel bad because I feel like I've, I've not been contributing as much as a lot of the other people. And so one of the ways that we think we can try and make it work is uh, to do some uh, news coverage, uh, some box office news, or not box office, some theme park um, some theme park news coverage over there. So, Ooh, man, this is actually an honor for me. This is actually a high honor for me because the troll that loves to give money to Gary and to the Friday night tights crew, he has made an appearance here and he's giving me money to say this. So the doctor 14 Blu-ray reviews, in the house, coming in, saying, the Raven Awards suck. <laughs> well, thank you for your money, as you said that comment. <laughs> I appreciate it. If you want to give more, go ahead and give more, man. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even know that you knew who I was. Again, I'm, I'm honored just to even have you here. And here's the other thing, Dr. 14 Blu-ray Reviews. I bet you didn't even watch the Raven Awards. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. And then catching up with DLive, Daniel Thorne says, Native Americans are an oppressed class, yet they are blacklist- uh, They blacklisted the woman who Marlon Brando sent to decline her Oscar, and she brought up injustices against Indians and the battle at Wounded Knee. Yeah, and that was also a time when Hollywood was a little bit different. As far as the uh, political makeup and structure, I think. So, yeah, it's it's kind of just interesting how Hollywood has a long history of of pushing people out for not going along with the narrative. It's interesting how that works. Very, very, very interesting how that works. All right. So before getting back to the YouTube chats, figure I can... Uh, just show you uh, some of the things that we're talking about tonight. We've already mentioned them, uh, but I just I do like this this article. I, I covered it on the main channel, but from Michael Starr of the New York Post. Just again, shout out and kudos to you, good sir. Uh, putrid Oscars ratings throw telecast future in doubt, and it's just the language he uses in here is great. It says. Uh, memo to TV execs, the Oscars are dead. Sunday night's nail-in-the-coffin Oscar cast plunged to an all-time low of 9.85 million viewers 
And it says down almost to an incomprehensible 60% (laughs) from last year. I love it. I love it. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, to talk a little bit about box office, again, a full breakdown can be seen over on the Geeks and Gamers channel. Uh, Again, that will be up at some point. Uh, If it's not up there already, it'll be up there later today. Uh, But anyway, uh, Mortal Kombat made $50 million in its opening weekend. Uh, that is internationally, it made around 22, 23 million domestically, which actually is several million more than the original projections. So again, already outperforming what many had thought. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong also continued to make some money as well. And based on the current numbers right now, Mortal Kombat's around negative $51 million. Big thing there is that it has not gotten any China money yet. So most of that money is money that they will indeed be able to to get back whereas the 406 million that uh godzilla versus kong has made a lot of that still like 180 million or so of that came from china where they get a much smaller percentage and so even though it says negative 56 million and there's a chance that they could break even even at the box office my low projection which again can still be off since obviously covid times make this these numbers and these predictions a lot more up in the air, especially with the way that movies are being released nowadays, um, still say that the movie could potentially make uh, you know as little as six million in profit, as much as 129 million at this point and at this rate. I doubt it'll get this number, um, but I know that it still needs to get released in a couple of other countries where it could still make several millions, several million dollars, and could probably uh, chop this down a bit to where um, if you were to take in other revenue streams that it, it, it could make up for it in the end. And then this one is actually exciting because this is right now the total for Nobody, uh, which is a great film with Bob Odenkirk. $38 million total for that movie as of last I checked today. And that means right now it's only about a million in the red. So very likely that that movie will break even at the box office. And if it doesn't, that million will not be hard to make up in... Uh, Blu-ray, 4K sales, things like that. Also, it just goes to show you, Hollywood, this is what happens when you take a $16 million budget, put a good script behind it, a competent director, you you and just make even just a little bit of profit, guess what? You can make some money. You may not make massive amounts of money with the much bigger projects, but hey, look at the story here. This is Wonder Woman 1984. Negative $200 million dollars. That, that's the story. This is Soul, negative $155 million. I actually like that movie. So make the smaller budget films, tell good stories, and guess what? Y- y- you might be okay. All right, back to the... Uh, let's check out Odyssey to make sure everything's okay. Boom, Odyssey fam still doing well over there. All right, so back to YouTube. Uh, Super Anime Gamer at 732 says, Mahler gave the father a glowing recommendation. So it's on top of my list. Always great to hear from Mahler when he gives when when Mahler gives a movie a good review, it, it means it's probably worth looking into. By the way, I finally watched so Orange Hat reviews. You might I think you were the one that was mentioning this. I finally watched the movie Underwater, which was on HBO Max. It was the movie with Kristen Stewart that did terrible numbers at the box office. No one went to go see it. Didn't get good ratings. Yet somehow Mahler liked it and gave it a good review. I'm going to say this much. It was not as much trash as I thought it was going to be. I do think the beginning is incredibly rushed. And I do think that there are some problems in the general pacing and storytelling. But there are absolutely 
thrills to be had. And for the budget of the movie, too, I thought, for the most part, the visual effects uh, worked. The fact that I did feel that sense of that thrilling sense of uh, concern for the characters means it was doing something right. So anyway, Underwater. Wouldn't say it's a good movie, but hey, if you like thrillers, you might be satisfied. Uh, Rosie G12 says, just checked out The Father is about, yes, it's about a character with uh, dementia. And from the early reviews I, I saw for it, one of the reasons why I want to see it is because apparently the way it was filmed, the way that it was put together was from the perspective of someone with dementia. So apparently the movie jumps around constantly and it goes through as if essentially you, you as the audience are experiencing what someone with dementia um, what their life would be like as far as, you know, jumping from moment to moment, which I'm sure will be difficult for some who've ever had to deal with family members who've suffered from it, um, either dementia or, um, ah, man, I'm blanking out. But anyway, any form, any other, other forms of, of dementia that exist as well could be difficult. All right. Let's see. Orange Eye Reviews says, glad that people picked up on the light the fire button. Yes, thank you, Orange Chat, for making that recommendation, by the way. And please do light the fire. Light the fire over on Odyssey if you're watching there. Uh, By the way, 55 people watching here on YouTube. I know there's a lot of streams going on right now. So thank you for choosing to be here this evening. Appreciate it. All right, Pat S says we'll all be uh, we'll all be on the Geeks and Gamers app soon enough. Um, we hope. I I know that there's been a lot of issues with the app, um, and it's been a roller coaster. The, there was a time in which it looked like the project would be scrapped. It looked like they were making some 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 headway on it, and it seems like it's moving in another direction now. So nothing is official on this. So again, this is not any major announcement that's not my place to make it what i can just say is that the future of it is up in the air because there's just a lot of anyone who knows anything about app developments knows anything about uh you know basically being entrusted with the accounts of you know hundreds of members you know keep that keep that in mind right that uh geese and gamers having this transition over I mean, they they have uh, responsibility for a lot of information, and when you open it up into an app forum, it, it it leaves a lot more potential for for things to get accessed. And so, there's a lot of questions. So it's still up in the air. But anyway, could be. Stephanie B, thank you for letting them know how to contact me. If you're on YouTube, just type Odin question, all one word, Odin question. It'll highlight orange on my screen. And that means that you will be able uh, to have your comment read. And the closer we get to the end, though, I'm more likely to move to members only. But I'll, I'll always let y'all know once I've done that. Uh, Slicer, Clear's Throat, Champion of Asgard, Tear, Force, Hand Wave. You will get right on it. <laughs> yes, I know, Slicer. I know. There's a lot of things that I still need to do. Uh, Hardwick says, I want to see Bob Odenkirk play a one-eyed Norse starship captain. I want to see him just play anything. I like the dude. He's good. Hey, the Slay, the fact that the Academy was going to use Chadwick Boseman as a tool for a narrative is disrespectful to Chadwick himself and is despicable. Yeah, just like when they try and do that with anybody as well. When they try and use any person. 
It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. Uh, Blake St. Clair, what's going on? Real Life High School. Welcome to the chat as well. Soul Assassin is here. I don't know if you had shouted you out yet or not. Mech says, I hope they don't put their money where their mouth, their head is on the wrong end. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I definitely hear that for sure. Let's see. Pat S. says, give the homeless your marching boots. Yeah, pretty much. Seriously. Give them something other than kicking them out of where they're living. Uh, Orange Chat says, chances Viola Davis was actually switch her heels for marching boots is laughable. I'm willing to bet she cares very little about George Floyd. She only cares about being seen as caring. Oh, I, I didn't even know that that is that a, is that a thing that happened? Did did people put on marching boots? That's oh my gosh. Oh man. That's that's just upsetting. It really is upsetting. I, I mean, it's like no one no one cares what you and your millions of dollars and your security and all of that stuff you have. No one cares about what you have to say on this. Because in all likelihood you don't know what you're talking about in general because you're probably using talking points that have been fed to you by people who are giving you false information. And then also on top of that, what you're probably doing is is you're just playing the game as a pawn in people much higher up than you. You are just a pawn in the game of the global elites. It's like you think you're high and mighty and compared to us, you are. But you're at the whim of the elites who are controlling you. How does it feel to be played as a pawn? Because that's what you are. For anyone that did that, for anyone that pushes for all of these various agendas in media, in Hollywood, they're pawns. And they're being played like fiddles. Nathan Slay, what is better to you, Ford v. Ferrari 1917 or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, Ford v. Ferrari is actually a very good film, very underrated, I think. Um, if I had to choose one to watch right now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tina says, they didn't have Jessica Walters from what I heard. Okay, they left off. That's the other thing. I hate when they, they make a focus to try, and it's very clear too. I always, and this is for anyone, I hate when the in memoriams try and give special highlights to certain people over others. I mean, I think that's disrespectful to the other people on there who's, guess what? Life is just as important to everyone else watching or at least as as important to that person's family who is watching. I mean, what does that say then? What that says to that family is, hey, we remember them, but they weren't as important as this person. I hate, I, and every year, and any award show, they do that. And it, it, it's just, ugh, it's nuts. Uh, Super says, I still find the idea of hosting it at Union Station hilarious. In addition to everything else, it reeks of how do you fellow, how do you do fellow kids to me? See, Polybian also ride the trains. Yeah, to be honest, I had really not made the connection that they did it in Union Station. I just remember them saying that they had to reroute like trains and stuff. Again, that just shows you once again how out of touch they are. They, They take over a place that people use to get to work, to do a job. And Hollywood just comes in and says, we don't care. We have an award show. And, and we need a, a, a nice background for the agenda that we want to push. 
It doesn't matter that we have these nice giant theaters that we could use at a moment's notice. Gosh, so ridiculous. Pat S says, saw No Man Land. Wow, Frances is very free with her body. Yeah, there is one scene where where, he, where she is completely uh, naked floating in a river. It's so quick, though, that, again, that kind of stuff always bothers me in general. But out of all the times that they do those types of things in movies, to me, it was, it was the least offensive, to be honest. Because it's just so quick, and you really don't see a whole lot. Orange Hat says, the woman who howled like a wolf, uh, that's Frances McDormand, uh, honestly sounded dumb. I have heard wolves howl up close. Uh, it's both haunting and chilling. Wolves might have been incited the violence from her insult. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was to give, um, I know that one of the actors in the movie, uh, I, I want to say one of them passed away um, during the time either of filming or after filming or whatever. So maybe that was what she was. It may have been someone else completely. I could be completely wrong on that, but was the one cool thing I liked about that movie too, is that some of the lead actors are actually nomads. Like they actually live the nomadic lifestyle. And while filming Francis McDormand and Chloe Zhao, the director actually lived among the nomads. They lived in the trailers. They lived in, um, the ways that those people typically would live. And I always, I always do appreciate when actors take those extra steps to, to kind of live in the role to, to better understand it. Uh, Jeremy Zagowski, thank you for being here. Pat S. says, these boots are made for marching. Nathan Slay, I know screw the Oscars, but I had a smile in the corner of my lips when Hopkins won his second Academy Award. I, I think the smile is definitely more so because they clearly were trying to set up a political point and it just blew up in their face. I think that alone is definitely worthy of a smile, for sure. Pat S. then says, get marching. James Dashier, big movie stars from golden age like Clark Gable, Gary Cooper, and James Stewart were Republicans. I wonder if they would be upset if they saw what modern-day Hollywood has become. Well, I mean, they'd just be confused at this point <laughs> because the world itself is so different, not just technologically, but most especially as far as you know our political discourses as well. The Wake Down says, thanks for the breakdown. I've been trying to find someone who could explain Odyssey. Yeah, you're no problem at all. No problem. Yeah, if you just go to odyssey.com, just uh, dive in, start clicking on things, and it, it starts to make sense. It definitely starts to make uh, sense over time, that's for sure. Uh, you get to realize, oh, it's very similar where you play a video, you get to like the video, only it's a fire button over there instead, and you get to support and share and things like that. So, yeah. I think right now it's the best alternative that we have to YouTube, especially since they have the live streaming capabilities. Uh, Rosie G12, yeah, anyone who says cancel culture doesn't exist only says so until cancel culture comes from them. That's a good point. You can look to, uh, what was it, uh, J.R. Tolkien? Um, not J.R. Tolkien. Um, J. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Sometimes I get my, my J.J.'s and J. and J. and J.'s mixed up. Anyway, J.K. Rowling. Um, I remember when she was very much in support of, of woke identity politics. And I think it's very much still leaning in that direction. But then guess what happened? The mob went after her and she actually hasn't backed down. So, hey, at least we got that. Uh, Adam Avery, by the way, uh, thank you 27 minutes ago for being a member for 11 months in a row 
at the Army of Asgard level. Thank you very much, Adam Avery. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Golden Ration says, I believe the movie Nebraska feels similar to Nomadland. That is a great example. Yes. If you've seen the movie Nebraska, which I also was a huge fan of as well, I just love the dynamic between, uh, what was it, Will Forte, and I forget the the elder actor's name, um, brilliant guy, but anyway, um, it's a really solid movie, but it also has that same level, um, where it, it's, again, it's not a happy movie, it's not a completely depressing movie either, it's just a human story, and and it's it's not exciting, and I think some people want exciting movies, so... Jeremy Swig says, so did you also like Rain Over Me? I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but from what I remember, I liked it. Other than I thought, <laughs> I did think that the, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, uh, Adam Sandler was a little over the top in that role. Patass says, what is up with the director of Nomadland? She ain't 100%. I don't know. I don't really know much about her uh, other than her being uh, Chloe Zhao that she made Nomadland. Before that, she had made The Writer, which got her kind of got got uh, the the got her attention from others in Hollywood, and that apparently was one of the reasons why she was picked for a Marvel film. So, uh, Rosie T twelve says they remake movies because they have no ideas. This is true. We're in the age of the remake when it comes to Hollywood. Golden Ration at 751 said the girl with the dragon tattoo was remade into English from Norwegian film. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the filmmaking for it was solid. But again, this goes back to for the Ravens. I say all remakes are mostly unnecessary for the most part. Orange Review says, did that disgusting movie Cuties get anything from the Oscars? I don't think it even got nominated for anything. Uh, So if there's anything that they learned, I guess it was that... If they did give it anything, it would... I don't know. I don't know. Andrew Hayes. I think good movies stopped being made around the time Return of the King came out. No, 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 no. There are still good movies every single year, man. I can think about Nightcrawler. Amazing movie. Whiplash. Amazing movie. The John Wick trilogy. Fantastic movies. Just recently, we have films like Nobody. Awesome movie. Films like The Gentleman, amazing. There are some really good movies that we get every year. So no, uh, good movies did not stop being made. They're still being made. They're just not in the areas that we typically see them. Rob D says, hey, Odin, did you pick up or listen to any new Star Wars audiobooks? Not recently. I know that they are planning to release or re-release some books that had previously not had unabridged versions um some from the old school uh from the legends and i i will probably pick those up when they become available but i have not been paying attention to that because i've been listening to a lot of other things all right chat has jumped on me on youtube like it always does and uh let us see were any comments skipped uh some comments may have been skipped uh, let's see what's going on. Odyssey fam still hanging out. Thank you again, Odyssey fam, for being here tonight. Appreciate y'all. Uh, and let's go to the D-Life fam as well. Captain Dean High says, Seeing Flash Gordon over the weekend makes me miss Voltan from your mic stand. Well, uh, don't worry. Uh, he's, 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 never, he's never too far away. 
He's he's caught up in my microphone, or rather than my headset right now. But anyway, here he is. Here's little Brian Blessed. Dive! Gordon's alive! There you go. <laughs> I do also miss him being able to, but I do have the uh, the Han Solo dice. So I at least have that. I at least have something. All right. Thank you, DLive fam. Caught up with y'all. Snort of Poop says, I'm going to go outside and howl like a big bear. I just need a cause. Maybe the need for quadruple cheeseburgers at Steak and Shake. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a cause to me, man. Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, thanks for being here. Mech says, are you planning to review any older movies soon? Uh, there's a ton of movies that I've watched that I need to do reviews for. Um, I just haven't had as much time. I might actually have more time this week because we're doing at-home learning and the school days are shorter and we start a little bit later. We'll see, uh, but it comes down to time. It comes down to also motivation as well. I, I don't want to burn myself out completely, but I have to do uh, reviews for films like Apocalypto, Notorious, Untouchables, Fatima, Quo Vadis, and uh, Training Day, and, and some others too, right? I just mentioned I saw Underwater, and there's other ones as well that I have not uh, written down. Uh, Thursday Warriors says, speaking of pro-life Dems, Babylon B headline, Dems finally defend unborn babies' lives after they start wielding knives. Man, oh man. So crazy. Swedish movie for Girl of Dragon Tattoo. I thought that didn't sound right. ZK Man says, Raven Awards is the only reason I knew it was Oscar season. Boom. There you go. Uh, Mech says, did you get around to watching The Abyss? The reason why I haven't is because I've always heard the horror stories of the transfer of the film. Because I think it's available still to watch on Amazon Prime. But Amazon Prime is notorious as well for always having some of the worst transfers of the movies. And I'm, I'm still waiting for that to get released on... I think it's getting released on Blu-ray or on 4K or one of those two is being talked about. But... Um, it's on my list because I've been wanting to see, I've been kind of on a sci-fi kick recently, so I'd be interested in seeing it. It's on my list of things to watch. And Andrew Hayes says, you haven't seen The Abyss? Do it now! Maybe, maybe in my next movie. Hardwick says, when IMDb had forums, someone created a fantastic thread detailing all Oscar-related stupidity and controversy in each year from 1929 to 2014. I uploaded it to Dropbox and will send it to you. Well, again, I, I, I don't care as much about the Oscars uh, anymore, so I'm kind of just letting that go uh, from my life. I used to care about that kind of stuff. Now I, I, I don't really care, but I appreciate the sentiment. Thursday Warrior says, Odin and his subs, so happy together. 70B says, so I heard Tennessee is getting back to normal. Are you going to be in school teaching till summer school? Um, So we've been in school the entire year. We've been in school the entire year. We, we've had a pretty good system of uh, when kids test positive, they quarantine like they're recommended to do, and then they can join the live stream from class. So we've been in class all year, essentially, like, I think. The first week of school we were online just to teach the kids what that would look like if we ever had to go online for any reason, which we never really did until now, uh, until this week. Things have been relatively normal for the most part in Tennessee in general, but also in the Chattanooga area, it's a very moderate area. Uh, there's, there's you know different political viewpoints depending on where you are. And leadership roles, too. Like, there's some in the area leadership that are Republican, some that are Democrat. Um, so we, we still have, uh, even though Tennessee as a state doesn't have statewide mandates, 
the area and the county does in some in some instances, but it's never been as bad as it's been in other places. All I know is that uh, the Holy Mass obligation for the, our diocese is finally going back into play May 22nd. Rowdy says, not that I don't want your channel to ever get big, but to get big on this platform, you have to basically only talk about what's trending, no matter how stupid or pointless. And I used to do that, Rob D. I used to do that, and I would always make sure it was something that I did care about. But over time, I I got myself burnt out because I was coming home every day, and and like I had that process where I do a video every day. I got home from school after having a long day, and I'm actually really happy because what really broke that trend was Baby Thor entering the world. And when Baby Thor entered the world, obviously priorities changed and it allowed me to, to kind of, you know, lay back a little bit, take take my time, and it's been fun. Snortapupis says, I'll pay good money to troll. Heimskan erstärk maupeta troll. Stupis is strong with this troll. Probably butchered that. Rosie says, what kind of special loser do you have to be to spend money to be an idiot? No one else in your life to listen to? I almost feel sorry for him. I do too, but you know what? It's his money, and if he wants to give money to people to be able to insult them, then okay. <laughs> Rosie says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how violent was nobody? Uh, 9. Yeah, it's up there. There, there, there yeah, There's some pretty... Uh, yeah, it's pretty violent. Not, not like the entire time, but it's pretty violent. Orange Hat says, wow, we finally saw it. So what do you think of Cthulhu, the big monster? It did look like Cthulhu. It <laughs> uh, I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked fine. Um, I-, I wish that they had gone into more detail, I think, with the background of the monster and going more into those creatures. I don't know. Having the mystery is nice, but it is what it is. Rosie says, Father then is not for me. Unfortunately, it's way too way too close to home. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people who have had experience with anyone with dementia have, have said that they, they won't be able to watch it. And again, because of the way it's filmed, I think it especially would, would make it uh, hit close to home. And this lady says, in my opinion, there have been great movies to have not been even nominated for Best Picture, so I kind of already wasn't a lover of the Oscars. Even before they went woke, this is just a, a thing. No, no, it's not just a you thing. I mean, we can think back throughout history of various films being um, being snubbed that really should have gotten recognition or years in which movies won over other movies and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, you can talk to uh, Tina about that especially. Um, Odyssey fam, still just chilling, being awesome. Thank you again for the love and support over there. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, do you have HBO Max and what are your thoughts on the app? I have it on Apple TV and it doesn't seem to work right much of the time. I don't know much about Apple TV because I just don't really do Apple products that much. I have an iPhone that's essentially like the extent of my Apple knowledge in general. Uh, I don't know why it's not working there. I have HBO Max. It works great on a phone, works great on my iPhone, works great on Roku, and every other app I've used, uh, I have an NVIDIA Shield as well, and it works great on that. So if, if it's not working, you, you may want to look into another streaming device. Roku is, is usually seen as the, the superior brand, and you can usually get access to the most things. Tina says that one woman said she was going to preach at us, and we should be glad she got what she wanted last week with Minneapolis because she'd have traded out her high heels for marching boots. Really? 
Wow. Wow. So basically she said that she, that that's a threat is what that is. And I hope that these idiots in, in Hollywood realize that when they come out and say these things, when politicians come out and say these things before, during, and after the trial, all you're doing is giving the defense grounds to call for a mistrial, which even though it's not likely, according to experts, it's still possible or at the very least giving the defense help in their appeal process. Helena Berger says in her opening monologue, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, people people repeating. Rosie G12, we are now, let's see, three minutes out from the end, so let's just go members only from this point forward. Uh, Rosie G12 says, I, Odin, I like the term useful idiots for those pawns. Yeah, pretty much. Hardwick says, Kristen Stewart's best character is probably the one she played in Zathra. She was the funniest part of the movie. That said, it was more due to the writing than her acting. Yeah, most likely. Thursday Warrior says, you mean the Oscars has essential and non-essential dead people too? It's sad to say it that way, but that's totally how they view it. Hardwick says, mask mandates are all about normalizing masks to protect that creepy Spider-Man. Why wear a mask if you have nothing to hide? I want a wall-crawling menace strung up by the webs. I see what you did there. Um, all right. We are at members only comments, but do slow down because I, uh, I do need to wrap up in the next few minutes. So, um, let's see. Hardwick says, Franz McDormand wokeified her husband, Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers. She got him to support diversity quotas, which he had previously strongly criticized as being ignorant and unartistic. Very sad. Very, very sad to see that. Very sad to see that. Uh, Steve and I talked about the box office a little bit earlier, and there is a box office video that's going to come out on Geeks and Gamers at some point. Snorpoopus Cuber, 1917 was pretty good, but I'm World War One buff, so my vote doesn't count. Peter Jackson's They Should Not Grow Old, fantastic documentary, that's what I've heard. Uh, 1917, though, is indeed fantastic. Um, all right, members only, members only... Thursday Warrior, who doesn't like Ed Harris? Let the canceling begin. I like Ed Harris. Ed Harris is awesome. He's legit. He's a good actor. Hardwick, Will Eubanks, director of Underwater, confirmed that the monster at the end was indeed Cthulhu. Interesting. Uh, Let's see. Thursday Warrior, remember there are still two other officers to be tried in the case. Can you say mistrial? At this point, for them, I absolutely think that that is a, a, a very strong case for them. Um, but even even for, for Chauvin himself. All right, let me just check my other platforms and make sure everything's okay. It is. So thank you very much, everyone, for watching this evening. It really does mean a lot to have the support. If you're on YouTube, make sure you smash that like before you head out. And if you're still watching Odyssey, please make sure you light up the fire. Light up the fire button over there. And, of course, if you want to donate to the stream over there, it really does mean a lot. But before we head out, let's go ahead and shout out my YouTube members. If you are a YouTube member of the Army of Asgard level and above, your name gets shouted out at the end of every live stream. So we've got GomerKyle79, Window Liquor, Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Jouette, Rich the Savior, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Chat Reviews, Adam Avery, Twirly Wolf, J Stowe, 
and Aiden Vickery. Thank you very much for being awesome people. Uh, D-Live fam, uh, we're going to still take a break on the chest opening over there. It looks like there's a bunch of lurkers who are going to probably try and steal some of the uh, <laughs> some of the uh, crypto there. So we'll, we'll continue to wait up on that one. Also, I want to make sure it's enough for y'all to be able to, to get a, a decent amount out of. Uh, but again, shout out. Ooh, there it is. We got the fire being dropped over on Odyssey. New number two, Kukuru's and ZK Man lighting it up over there. Thank you again to Odyssey. And again, spread the word. Uh, now simulcasting over on Odyssey. And uh, I'm very excited to be able to use that platform in the future. Also, make sure that you show some love to the Valks, Tina and Steph, for being amazing people, for being amazing mods. Uh, they are the reason why we're able to push forward. As far as the schedule moot going forward this week, look forward to the Friday night tight stream, of course. Look forward to the Saturday night stream, which will make a return this weekend. And at some point, if you are a $10 keeper of the Bifrost level, uh, need to work out a schedule, probably would be next week at this point where we'll have the next uh, podcast with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. Sometimes he's a hard guy to track down because he's busy, either sleeping or doing a lot of work. Anyway, thank you all so very much for being loving and supporting people. You guys are all amazing. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my April Patreon and Subscribestar members, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Biffer de Hobbit, Brian P, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Humor and Hobbies, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura Story, The Modern Major General, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. And my subscribe star remembers... Remembers? Subscribe star remember <laughs> I did it again. Subscribe star members. Fast reaction. Nosferatu Gatsu. Stan Four. John B. Perpetual Punster. Mr. Roy. Glinzer. J. Alex McCarthy Jr. Dean Heiss slash the new number two. J. Rod the Beer Guru. Nevanon G. Adams and ZK Man. Thank you to all of my Patreon and Subscribe Star members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out the links in the description to find out how to sign up on Patreon and Subscribe Star. Also, you'll find out how to get access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays and 4K titles and digital codes, and also access to an exclusive podcast for my Keepers of the Bifrost and also the chosen of Valhalla level where you can not only get all of those things you also get a t-shirt and get to be featured on a live stream once a month hosted on the OMB reviews channel anyway if you want to have access to any of those things check out the links in the description for patreon and subscribe star for more information you guys are all amazing and beautiful people I hope you all have a wonderful day and as always god bless